Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Hello and welcome to yet another podcast pontifications. I am Evo Terra. Today I want to speak with you about the provocative title you might have seen, and it said, Can podcasting still exist, or whatever I said, in a post-Apple slash iTunes world? Now some background for what I mean by that provocative little statement. Since 2005... Apple, in the first the guise of iTunes, and then in the guise of their newly rebranded, sort of, experience, Apple Podcasts, has completely dominated the podcasting scene. They are the proverbial 800-pound gorilla. By most counts, Apple accounts for the vast majority of all downloads all experiences in podcasting for most podcasters, like to the tune of 60% or larger, is Apple. And it has been since 2005. No other application, no other pre-installed app or third-party app even comes close to Apple. In fact, some have gone to say that if you are podcasting, you are not podcasting until your show is listed on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, and I tend to agree with that commentary. But that may be coming to an end. Uh, For a week now, today will be one week, Apple has not allowed any new Apple IDs to submit new podcasts. Not kidding. And their response has been, yeah, we know. We'll get to it eventually. Which leads to a lot of speculation, and my speculations are wild and crazy, but rather than give credence to any conspiracy theory, whether I or not I, but if they're not, the reality is this. It hit me on the way coming in to do this. At some point in time, Apple's not going to be there anymore. At least not in the way that we we know Apple is going to not be there for podcasting. Their directory might be, as some have indicated become a much more curated experience. But it could be the fact that this, here, here's the reality, people. I want to take you back in time to the, er, the mid to late 90s when, po- when uh, these things called websites kind of blew up. And the reigning dominant power was Yahoo, you may remember. And I remember because I was working in space. And with Yahoo... You have to, at the time, you had to actually submit your show. And Yahoo was a directory, not your show. With Yahoo, you had to submit your website. And Yahoo was a directory of websites, alphabetically listed, some categorization, and lots of terrible things. That's great, but in a world where, how many web pages are there? How many websites are there? 
how many come up every day and die and what's relevant and what a model quickly failed and a new player entered google with a completely different radical view of how they would rank and measure and even find content and today Imagine the, the idea of trying to index all web pages. It's not a great leap to assume that at some point in time in the very near future, whether you believe the number of 600,000 podcasts that I've heard bantered around with podcast, uh, Apple, or you believe the 2 million number that Google bantered around, that's a lot. And a directory-style listing isn't going to cut it. Nor do I think that the standard curated model where humans go in and make recommendations and change it up there, I don't think that works so much. I think it's a it's an algorithmic, scary word, controlled experience. I think there's a lot that we're learning now with behavior, modi not by modification, with, with behavioral tracking. I know that's also a scary terminology. Some sort of content recognition that... Leads me to believe now, especially with this week-long Apple not being able to let new IDs post anything, that there may be a time for a change in the guard. And so what do we do as podcasters when there may not be the ubiquity of, well, my podcast is an Apple podcast, iTunes, and all the other places you listen to podcasts. What if we can't say that anymore? What if we can't? Well, I think we'll be able to, because I think Google's moves are pretty clear that, you know, Google is planning on listing every single podcast, every episode of every podcast, every single one of them, right? Which seems to fit their edict of indexing everything in the world. So I think they'll be good at doing that. That's not really what Apple's edict is. Apple's edict is to sell more iPhones and computers and occasionally an app. Not occasionally, they make a lot of money on apps. So as I pontificate this, I wonder what does it look like when Apple is no longer the dominant game in town and the apps that we think of today, it's, it's much more problematic to engage. I don't have a real good answer. It is clearly a question mark. What does the future look like in a post-Apple world? Whether it's happening now or whether it's happening years from now, it's going to exist, and we're going to have to adapt to whatever the situation is. There's no way to plan for this. There's no way to get ahead of it. You can do some future-proofing, and that is making sure that when something new happens in the podcasting space that you understand it, and that's what I do. I spend a lot of time making sure that I am up to speed in what's happening with the latest in podcasting, where trends are going, I didn't always do that, but it's been my, my want as of late. So make sure that you've got someone in your back pocket who is also keeping their tabs on the direction that the industry and movement are going. Because I think there will come a time very soon when we live in a post-Apple iTunes for podcasting world. And we'll have to be ready for that. One of the things you can do to prepare for that is if you were saying right now in your shows, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, maybe, maybe not. 
I don't think you need that directive anyhow. I've kind of changed my tune over that in the last several weeks where it's much better experience to say, just go to www. Don't say that. Just go to mywebsite.com and listen. And you'll find links there to uh, get the show provided to you all the time. I think that's where we're headed. And I think that's what you can do immediately is start thinking about how you request new people to listen and what experience you want to give them. I'm not going so far down the path to say only do everything on your website and ignore the podcast apps. No, I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying changes are coming. And I think we need to be prepared for a radically different tomorrow than we see today. If you need help figuring out any of this stuff and why I think the way that I do or what you should do moving forward, uh, please get in touch. I launch podcasts professionally. I work with small businesses, large businesses, and even professional service providers. You can find out more about me at podcastlaunch.pro. Evo at podcastlaunch.pro reaches me. Thanks for watching. Tomorrow is a Q&A show if you're watching this live. I'll be back with it then. And if not, I'll see you after that. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.